Ouija board, Ouija board Oh heaven knows I'm bored Ouija board Oh, when you're bored Play with the Ouija board And it's time for the Muppet Chair Oh, hello everybody This is Jason Nevermind And you are listening to episode 21 21, we are legal to drink With that being said, allow me to spill some beer all over my legs. And all over my table. Ew. Gosh darn it. I was just getting my momentum. Alright, never mind. This is Jason. (laughs) Never mind. And you were listening to the creepy podcast... It's the horror weenie episode. It's happy horror wine time. Happy whatever. D- d- pumpkin smashing. Uh, happy Billy Corgan uh, day. Right? Something like that. I don't know. Uh, but I-, I know it's like, you know, it's the fun holiday. It's this, this is the one I can totally just say, like, you know what? Uh, Halloween's cool. I- I'm cool with some Halloween. You know, have fun. Be all, all sorts of Halloween all sorts of ways you want to be. That's, that's good with me. Um, so what's more Halloween-y than a Ouija board? The Ouija. Ouija. Oh, excuse me. Ouija. Ouija. We're going to be reading creepy pastas about Ouija boards, um, which are totally fake. They were invented by Parker Brothers because they got all the game. Parker Brothers got all the game. You get it? Hip-hop generation. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but um, I don't know. They feel real. There's There's a science behind it. I couldn't even begin to explain, but they're fun. They're a lot of fun. We used to make them in high school. <laughs> you can make them, you know. It's super easy. Just get a shot glass, piece of paper, nice fat marker, make a tricked out Ouija board, you know. Catch some fat spiritual air, have weird memories and dreams that night. Because it's all in your head, yo. But yeah, my uncle had a weird story. He doesn't want to talk about it, but he used to have a, a, a Ouija board, a Ouija and he would come home from school every day and lock the door and talk to the spirits all by himself. And then one day, he ran out of the bedroom and threw it into the fireplace and never spoke of what happened. Um, so yeah, they hold a special place in a lot of our hearts now, don't they? <laughs> the Ouija board. So I have a trifecta of... Um, uh, what do you want to call them? The, the pastas. I was gonna. I'm trying to come up with a good, like, you know, a crypt keeper trifecta of 
for you but I can't that, that the third word in the trifecta is not coming to me but I got three Ouija board stories and uh, oh shoot I forgot to do my Tawny Katane joke that sucks I totally was gonna sing like in Tawny Katane uh, she was in the white snake video with a nip slip oh, yeah I, I missed my opportunity oh well anyway the first excursion <laughs> for your Reality diversion is called Dave the Ouija Board. I am about to read Dave the Ouija Board for the first time. If my computer will let me. Oh, here we go. Reading time says 18 minutes. I call bullshit. We shall see. We shall see. Hi. I'm Dave. Dave the Ouija Board. Finished? There's usually, I'm excited, can you tell? Finished? There's usually some sort of response at this point. Swearing. Fuck! Laughter. <laughs> General disbelief. Salute me when you see me, private. I'm general disbelief. Never mind. Don't worry, I'm used to it. Just let me know when you're done. When I'm done what? Swearing and general disbelief at your laughter? I'm confused. Are you confused yet? Because I'm doing my best to, to confuse you. It used to confuse me. <laughs> that response. But then after this many years and this many owners, I've learned to expect what the normal reaction will be when I honestly introduce myself for the first time. I've also learned that going straight into my message won't cause you to listen. And I do have a massage to pass on. Don't worry. Oh, poop. My computer just pooped on me. Don't worry. Okay, there we go. It's not from a relative or anything like that. Oh, thank God. Oh, God. I hope my family doesn't know where I am. Just kidding. It's real for one thing. Not like that usual spiritualist crap. I was unwillingly, unwillingly, ah, unwillingly there. See? You only fail when you give up. Now, where the fuck was I? Don't worry, it's not from a relative or anything like that. It's real, for one thing. Not like that usual spiritualist crap I was unwillingly a part of for so long. I tried voicing my opinion several times before, but every time I spelt F-U-C-K-O-F-F- -F -F Oh, hey, come on, don't make me say that. That's dirty. That's a dirty thing to say, Ouija board. No wonder Morrissey likes you so much. <laughs> it's spelled fuck off! And multiple variations thereof. How many variations of... <laughs> How many variations of fuck off could there possibly be? Feel free to email me. <laughs> I'm sure you will after spending your life on this episode not being able to get that time back. Oh, goodness. Loganitis. But every time I spelt out fuck off and multiple variations thereof, it was always assumed I was channeling a serial killer or something. And go figure, because you know, that's not freaky or out of the ordinary, just channeling a freaking serial killer. So it's easier for you to believe that a person long since turned to dust is swearing at you from beyond the grave, but a physical object with an actual tangible presence trying to voice an opinion you have a problem with. 
humanity, sometimes you really embarrass yourselves. Nope, you need some backstory first, semicolon, a suitable explanation that will at least give you a pause, period. At this point, comma, I'll take a crazy what if over no response at all. Ha ha ha. After all the rejections I've encountered, you're lucky a piece of worn wood about the size of one of your average board games doesn't get tired of being mocked and disbelieved. Let's face it, though. My opinions, my, ooh, I fucked it up. I got my good devious voice going. Hold on. Let's face it, though. Rewind. My options are pretty limited here, and I've got to talk to someone. It's a long shot, but maybe a community of lunatics addicted to scaring the hell out of themselves with online stories would at least be open-minded enough to listen. If I had fingers, I'd be crossing them right now, and I'd be giving you the bird as hard as I could with the middlest of fingers. Oh yeah, F-U-C-K are the letters in my dictionary, yeah. If I had fingers, I'd be crossing them right now as time is growing short for all of you. Gosh darn it, the buttons on this aren't working well. Okay, I programmed it wrong, sorry. Computer is good, good computer. I love you. Anyway, I promised you some back, oh yeah, give me, oh, background, damn, damn. Serious, I thought it was about to be that part in you know, the Friday the 13th movie where you know, like, kids get killed, because you know what happens before the kids get killed, oh, it's the best part. It's when they have all that meaningful conversation and they play board games, they make s'mores. Crispin Glover dances. Alright. Anyway, I promised you some background, so we might as well start there. Okay, first off, you've got to understand where I come from. Yes, a tree! Ha! Friggin' ha! You quite finished right. It's a little more complex than that, though, so try and stay with me on this, okay? Yeah, you silly human. I'm a board. You gotta listen to me. I'm a, I'm a piece of wood. I'm enjoying this one. This is whoever wrote this. I'll probably forget to say who it is, and it's from 2014, like everything I read is, because I'm so behind the times, but yo. This is quite an entertaining. <laughs> I love that you brought this into conception. Yes, birth more, birth, birth more creepy pasta, all, all over the internet. Birth it, birth it after birth it. Yes, okay. You quite finished right. It's a little more complex than that though, so try and stay with me on this. No argument for me that my, I guess you call it body, originated from Mother Nature. My consciousness though, well, that's a little harder to explain harder since I only have human viewpoints to work with. Much like one of your politicians, I guess. I'm only as smart as the people around me. Don't blame me for the cynicism. It's as much yours as mine. And by yours, I mean the cross-section of humanity I've come into contact with over the years. Hang on. I'm getting ahead of myself again. To begin with, ignore what most books or mystics tell you about boards. Trust me on this. I've been through enough spiritual practitioners' hands, true believers, fakers, and all those in between to know that none of them have a true handle on what we boards really are. Ooh, we're getting the inside dope. I'm intrigued. Are you intrigued? I'm intrigued. We are not conduits to another world, I can tell you that much for certain. There is no plane beyond the curtain of death where the long departed exist. 
breathlessly, both literally and figuratively, <laughs> waiting for your call at least, not so far as I've been made aware of, and I've been here a good long while now, oh I'm OG, OG Ouija, OG, yo, Big Pimp Daddy OG Ouija, Ouija, <sighs> I guess I first woke up, oh he's a woke Ouija, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I first got woke, as you might say, around November 1918. Oh, shoot. Oh, gee. Or on the general theme of accuracy, it was the first time I remember having a precise thought beyond mere jumbled images and sensations. Although I have no true idea of how a baby or young child becomes self-aware, I'm going with that as a suitable analogy. I guess what I mean is that whilst I might have fragmentary glimpses of what you call intelligent thought before them, this was the first time they were coherent enough to be remembered. I suppose it was my first experience of being a separate mind, something external and of itself, apart from the thick soup of consciousness that often felt my mind swarm within when dealing with humanity. If you remember from last episode, a friend of mine from work, my friend Mongo, gave me an edible and it was, oh goodness gracious, it was uh, magical, everything was Disney, and uh, so I figured, you know, that's a good motif for the podcast, I'm going to eat one of these sweet and sour cherry bites I picked up today from the, uh, the florist, my favorite florist, second name. We're hanging with the sarcastic Ouija board. That's telling us the real poop. The straight poop from the toilet. What it's like to be a Ouija board. Take 47. Still having trouble. Damn. How to put this so as you'd understand. Okay, let's try this explanation instead. Ouija boards, or at least those I assume are like me. Oh god, there might be all sorts of different types of Ouija boards. Like, this is probably like a cisgendered... Ouija board, I would think, because it's all sarcastic and like trying to like Ouija explain things to you. <laughs> it's Ouija explaining. Ooh, all right. Ouija boards, or at least those I assume are like me, like me, do not speak for those on the other side of some deathly void, nor are we the touchpads of demons, spirits, fairies, elves, warlocks, druids. Oh, really? That's where you sputtered out after Druids? Come on now. Come on now. We ain't got, got gnomes. Um, <laughs> 70s British rock stars. <laughs> or any other mythical being? Sparkly skinned? Ooh, post-Twilight era. Angst-ridden or otherwise? In point of fact, the only people we actually speak for are you. Any messages we appear to show come from you and those who use us and those who use us I'm sorry I don't, and subconsciously expect a certain answer oh dude this is like what it's like to be a DJ the important point is though when you use a Ouija board if the atmosphere and sincerity of purpose is there as much as you're reading us we're reading you we're reading the fuck out of you do you like it oh yeah I'm gonna read you on we, we learn from our encounters with humanity. We absorb 
in air quote not air quotes it's like air apostrophes <laughs> we absorb information from you oh so you're like dogs basically like the dog just mirrors what you do i'll be your mirror let you look at your butthole i'll go into detail later and as much as <laughs> i have worked out myself from the swathe of knowledge i've gained at humanity's hands in a nutshell though just as science were we just explaining in a nutshell though just as science has proven the idiomotor response and subconscious manipulation of the planchette produces the results people unconsciously desire to see yeah give me those words daddy give them to me what it hasn't shown is that we absorb your subconscious hopes fears desires memories the full gamut of emotions and your pasts projected onto us as a side effect sorry Sorry, ellipsis. I've been through a few scientists' hands. They're so brutal. So please excuse the previous jargon. Porgy, don't let the scientists take me. Don't let them poke me with their hot implements. For me, the information is just somehow there now in my consciousness. Don't ask about where my own memories are stored either. That's a secret. I'm as much in the dark as you are on this part, liar. Although, I have enough theories, I have enough theories to fill one of those pseudo-science channel TV shows that a lot of you seem to delight in Bigfoot alien encounters, Atlantis, or whatever, and no, I don't have any proof of these either. Human input only, remember? Only humans could in- oh, stop inputting in me, stop. No, not yet. No, no, not yet. Not yet. Prepare for human input. Add to that emotional overflow the fragments of memory and knowledge that often gets passed along in such a dense bioelectric atomosphere of passionate belief and focused concentration as well, and you can see how a separate how a separate original consciousness could be born from such a wide cross section of ingredients. Oh, will you fucking get to the point? This Ouija board is pretentious as fuck, and it's Ouija-splaining its fucking Ouija ass off. I get it. You're smart. You're like me. I get it. You're really boring at parties, and people are like, dude, will you just stop yelling about dumb shit? We don't care. None of us are caught up in that, and you don't have to worry about it. Nobody cares. It should be like, a, you know, like that old school uh, answering machine, machine message that you could purchase from a television ad. It, would, it went, nobody's home, like Mozart, but it should be, nobody cares. Okay, here's what we're, uh, we've walked down my, mem my memory lane a little too long here, and we've fallen in the cleavage, and now we've suffocated, so. Uh, okay. Anyway. Add to that emotional overflow of the fragments of memory and knowledge that often get passed along in such a dense, bio-eclectic atmosphere of passionate belief and focused concentration as well. And you can see how a separate, original conscious could be born from such a wide cross-section of ingredients. Uh, yeah, I still don't, but whatever, it's cool. I'm riding along with you. I've even got what you might describe as senses, although they would be described as second-hand, taken from the memories of my users. Oh, you're a voyeur, you're a pervy perv. I've seen burning sunsets ripple across mirrored seas, heard the cries of exotic birds in the Amazon and explorers' ears, tasted fine wine in the vineyards of France cascade across a connoisseur's tongue. <laughs> 
smelled freshly mown grass tickle a gardener's nose, ooh, kinky, and even felt the heat of entwined lovers. No way, you naughty board, you, you naughty fucking Ouija board. No hangovers, no tiredness, no allergies, and no risk of STDs. It's a vicarious existence, I admit, but it's the only one I have. So, we're having fun with this one. I like this one. <laughs> so much like a growing child, the more interaction and stimulus I receive, the more my own consciousness has developed. At least that's the conclusion I've come to remember. Much like you, I'm only applying what I've learned from those I've come into contact with. Hence the human viewpoint statement early on. They were delicious. My conclusions are as right or wrong as yours. My answers don't come signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours from some all-knowing, infallible, blind, genius Motown singer. Explanations done. Even if you don't understand any of the above, let's settle on two facts going forward, else we don't get anywhere fast. One, I am a Ouija board named Dave. More on that later. And two, I have a conscious awareness of my own. Let's not head down that whole philosophical slash metaphysical minefield of what constitutes actual life at this point, shall we? Okay, Dave, geez. Next obvious background question. My history. Oh shit, you're just gonna keep fucking rambling. Oh god. Oh god, Dave. Really? Really, Dave? Really, Dave? 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 Uh, Alright, let's see what happens. Hold on. Lagunitas. Lagunitas. I drank for a reason, Dave. My reason's name is Dave, Dave. Getting a connection there? Next obvious background question. Hyphen, my history, period. So, comma. I first became aware at the very end of World War One. Oh shit, semicolon. When I actually came into being, or what I used for up to that point, is as much as a mystery to me as you. Well, you were probably either used to cut up cocaine or to shit upon it. Really kinky cocaine parties where you were probably first used to cut up cocaine and then accidentally shat upon. And then... Anyway, it was a very dark period for the human race. I can imagine you don't have separate trays to crap upon and a cut. It was a very dark period for the human race. I quickly learned. The conflict had ended, but the repercussions of such a life-changing event had led to a lot of hard questions being asked of morality, science, religion, and society as a whole amongst yourselves, period. The pillars of your old world order have been shaken to their foundations, and with this much emotional and social upheaval, with so many dead and gone, it can't have been too much of a stretch that some of you would decide to try and seek their answers from the great beyond, semicolon. To try and speak to those who had passed the veil into the unknown and unknowable, unknowable, Grief and disillusionment are powerful drivers, and you should have them in the newest version of Max Snow Leopard, comma, and spiritualism appeared to offer answers. Not the least comfort to those still hurting for the loss of loved ones in some foreign land on some mad pilgrimage of nationalism and displaced duty. That much raw emotion and passion that much focused folk f f f 
fuck. That <sighs> much raw emotion and passion. That much focused belief. I'm surprised the air wasn't crackling with raw potential every time a seance was held. Oh, yeah, that raw freaking passion from the seance. When you're all being calm and holding hands, just being calm. And that lemonade kicks in, man. Yeah, seance. My initial consciousness that grew was dark. Sullen even. Remember, I was being used to express the subconscious pain and agony of those who had lost family members, lovers, children even. That's actually a very valid point. This is an old school Ouija. This is Ouija. OG Ouija. Ouija. Original Ouija. Ouija. Original Ouija. Yo. People tried to use me when the kids died. In 1907. Yo, I never lied. Big up Ice T. Never mind. He's on SVU or whatever now. For people who have no idea, he used to be a rapper. <laughs> At this believe. And at this point, I believed in your afterlife, believed. I was sending massages for those who had passed onto the great beyond. The sensations were colored by the period, I guess you could say. People came to seances in dark, formal clothing and exercised an air of breathless anticipation. Mixed with a barely concealed sense of dread. They were flouting the teachings of the church, remember? An institution much stronger in that time by trying to converse with the dead, trespassing into God's own lands, you might say. Don't get me wrong, a lot of these seances were fake and aimed at fleecing the gullible, but I still learned from those present and signaling their intent. Shall we go with signaling from now on? Seems as good a word as any for these type of interactions? Question mark. Every time I was awakened to the sea of minds surrounding me, using me, touching me, touching my planchette, yes, squeeze it, oh no, you knocked it off the, the board now, oh, we gotta start all over with. Every time I was awakened, when they opened the box and let me out and let me see sunlight, <laughs> old boy, oh, oh, I'm vomiting up the pain. Every time I was awakened, the sea of minds surrounding me, using me, were apprehensive, shocked, scandalized even. For most, though, there was a strong undercurrent of hope, semicolon, a desire to know that beyond the mysteries of life tossed upon the storm of human misery, comma, that an existence carried on for those they loved, period. My messages were short, comma, proper, comma, dictated by a need for those present to imagine them there, sorry, imagine their loved ones in a better place than this comma, yet still vicariously part of their ongoing lives. They saw what they wanted to see. They saw my God. Yes, I am awakened each time. Again, using what human knowledge and theories I have gathered, I'm going with following pseudoscience explanation. Following I'm going with the following. <laughs> I'm going with the following pseudoscience explanation. The human body operates on a very, on very low levels of bioelectricity to control its functions, as ordered by the brain. The brain. B R A I. The brain. Okay. The next is a bit of a leap. L E A P, comma leap. But have you heard of 
curly in fields or auras? What if there is an externalized energy field from the human body? It can't do much alone, but imagine several people unconsciously focusing this energy, say, into a single finger. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds key. Ha! Now imagine placing these charged fingers all together on one receiving receptacle. <laughs> Way ahead of you. That's that's okay, dirty boy. You you want our magic finger on specific place? It's okay. It's super ultra mega finger time. Yes, naughty boy. You like? Okay. Now imagine placing these charged fingers all together on one receiving receptacle, <laughs> like a Ouija board's planchette. Say, oh, we're getting into Ouija porn, Ouija porn. Ooh, what would the planchette say? It'd be like, ooh, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a good edible. See, I, I knew having edibles would be good for recording. So it's like, you know, it's payday. So let's do a podcast, man. Fuck it. Life is short. YOLO. Eat edibles. Do a podcast. Now, if I haven't lost you already. Yeah, seriously, though. You're kind of long-winded. You're, are you spelling all this out? Like, seriously. You're not speaking, are you? How are we getting this message from you, Dave? Dave? Dave, how are we getting this message, Dave? Is this through telepathy, Dave? What if I started removing your letters one by one, Dave? What would happen, Dave? Would you shut down, Dave? Would you start singing, Daisy, Daisy, how does your girl? Now, if I haven't lost you already, this is where the possibility of a coherent scientific explanation really falls down. But I haven't learned any better explanation yet. So it's the best I've got for you now. You all know how wood isn't a good conductor of standard electricity, right? I beg to differ. You put your dick in a light socket, see what the fuck happens. From my past experiences, though, sorry, I was I was raised on Red Fox and uh, and, and Richard Pryor uh, and Lawanda Page. From my past experiences, though, I know my consciousness awakens when this externalized human bioenergy, if you will, is present and connects with me. And connects with me. I only have wild theories to work with beyond this point to do with the wood that makes my body being one part of a naturally, naturally occurring living thing. And that this energy of life can be shared in certain circumstances in small amounts. Most of all time, unconsciously unconsciously <laughs> edible your storied frankenstein was brought to permanent life with an enormous jolt of electrical power me i guess i was jump-started each time by a flow of combined bioelectricity shared unconsciously by those who were present the only proof i have is that i'm here now in conversation with you and i'm a piece of wood that has been around a hundred years or so motherfucker so if you got a better explanation i'd be more than happy to hear it and then i'll fucking cut you stupid I'm a fucking piece of wood. I'm a hundred old piece of wood. Anyway, back to the background. From the late 1920s to the 30s and early 40s, I spent some time in Germany on loan, I suppose you call it, to a rather unsavory group. You may have heard of the Thule Society. I don't, I don't know them. Uh, a 
truly monotonous time, I can tell you, locked up in a Bavarian castle and awoken only on stormy nights when the skies were full of dark, heavy clouds like the top muscles of some dark Nordic god smothering the land, spewing lightning in some vast Wagnerian rage. It's like being on the set of an old black and white universal horror film and surrounded by the same hammy actors as saw it appeared Nazis for their dark motivations were still very melodramatic in those situations excuse me i'm very verklempt in those situations i was called upon to channel messages from frederick the great bismarck or even the original aryan germanic souls of the hyperborea again they saw what they wanted to see heard what they wanted to hear racial purity misogyny and big fists big fists in the butt just like the biggest fist you could get like yeah see so like get the biggest guy you can get and then like make him fat and get it like make sure that his genetics you know his genetics when he eats a lot of pork like that his fists get huge yeah that's the guy that's the fist well we all know how that turned out at the end don't we <laughs> Shortly afterward, my intestines fell out. Shortly afterward, I made my first foray onto American soil. As the spoils of war of an American GI, the late 40s and early 50s were quite quiet. The occasional family get together and I was dusted off and brought down from the attic. For a time, I was used as a kitchen message board rather than a supernatural one. This is taking forever. I honestly wanted to skip ahead. Where are we going with this? The 70s were very different. Uh, uh, mm, this is in Project Telegram. What? Okay, we're going to start with the 70s here because the 40s and 50s are just... The 70s, though, were very different. It couldn't have been more diametrically opposed to my previous time. Sold to a pawn shop for money to buy grass. Yeah! See, that's a good use of a Ouija board. I was soon picked up by someone eager to contact their demon master, Lucifer. I went from the free love of the hippie movement to being in the possession of a satanic cult. Quite a shift in purpose. That's when I got the nickname, Dave. It was the name of my owner at the time. Dave! Yes, Dave. Dave's not here. No, no, I'm Dave. Dave? Yeah. Come back later. I, I but I'm Dave. You're, you got your, your hands on my planchette, and honestly, it, it feels wrong. You should probably stop. Dave? Okay. The 70s, though, were different. He's named Dave. Okay. Uh, um, that's when I got the nickname Dave. It was the name of my owner at the time, and he decided to burn it on my back. Oh, it's Ouija abuse. Uh, Fifty Shades of Ouija. It eventually became shorthand for the other occultists when they needed to contact their infernal lord for instruction. Should we murder innocents? Let's ask Dave. When is the apocalypse coming? Let's ask Dave. Is President Nixon the risen antichrist? Let's ask Dave. Then again, I guess I was lucky he didn't try to write his surname on my back as well. Burning such a long name as 
Berkowitz. Oh, Berkowitz might have risked the integrity of my body substantially. Oh, goodness. Oh, there's some. This is like the Forrest Gump. It's like the Forrest Gump of, of Ouija boards. Okay. I also wish to state here categorically. Seriously, I'll skip ahead. I'll skip the fuck ahead. I'm skipping the fuck ahead. Like, uh, hey. Project Black Archive. Oh, oh, dude, this is too much nerd shit. I can't. It keeps going. It keeps going. Where's the end? Oh my god. Okay. Be assured, though, whilst I find your death wasteful, it's all for the greater good, so take some small comfort in that. Okay. Who knows? Maybe your family might come to me seeking a message from you from the other side okay so i think what really happens here is he gets his human information by eating the people you are my my oh, he's like this yeah fuck this story i'm not i'm not reading the uh, i think uh we should just go for ouija we should just keep it simple k-i-s-s keep it simple stupid right ouija since that last one wasted 40 freaking minutes of our time said 18 bullshit this is actually a true story. Oh no. This is actually a true story. Something that really happened to me and my friends when we were in high school. It was very traumatizing for the four of us and we each are still affected in some way to this day. To give some background information, our town is surrounded by old Civil War battlegrounds and quite a few of the houses are from that time. Some of them were even old hospitals that were used for the soldiers. My best friends were sisters Amy and Denise, and they had grown up in one of the houses that used to be a hospital. And they looked like beavers, and they ate my legs off. Where's the honey? No, I don't like when you put the honey on my legs. Stop it. When they were kids, their dad actually found some old hospital supplies in a basement alcove and made a good bit of money off of them. There were times throughout the years that they would mention strange occurrences. But these girls were too logical and hard-headed to believe in anything paranormal. I could think of a few times when I slept over at their house that I would get a bit freaked out, especially in their upstairs bathroom. I would feel like I was being watched. It's because you were. And there would be little noises like someone was in there with me, farting and wiping. And, and, and struggling and farting and whining and like, oh, 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 and just farting and just, oh, God, yeah. you know, like vomiting and shitting at the same time. <laughs> I told myself every time it was mice. Yeah, me too. I was incredibly surprised when Amy came to me during school one morning and said, there's something in my house. It's crapping and vomiting all over my, my house. She went on to tell me that the night before she heard knocking on her wall in the corner by the floor and then it moved to another part of the wall. After a minute it moved again a few feet down the wall and the knocks continued to go around the room, sometimes moving up by the ceiling. She finally got the courage to get out of her room and wake up her parents. 
that's like the worst thing you could do. They're ah, your parents are always gonna get you killed. Haven't you seen every and it ah, do, it doesn't matter. Okay, you you woke up your parents. Okay, the cycle continues. They went and sat in her room for a little while, but the knocking didn't come back. They told her it had to have been something outside or a mouse in the wall. Not to worry. They would call an exterminator. Amy was not convinced it was the wind or rodents, and I could see how terrified she was. This wasn't like her. She'd lived in that house almost her whole life, and this wasn't the first time something weird had happened, but this was the first time she thought it could be a spirit. It's getting deep, y'all. It's getting deep. Okay. Oh, it's your breath. She never believed in that stuff, and neither did Denise, but about a week later, the same thing happened to her. Oh, shit, it happened to Denise, too. Denise woke up to the same knocking. Oh, shit, that's so fucking annoying. Like, seriously, it's like 8.45 in the morning, and there's, like, somebody going all around a room. Like, don't you know people got it? Like, like I got, like, 10 minutes of sleep left. This is the most important 10 minutes. You rude mother... Lagunitas. Sponsor me. Again, the parents were woken up, and again, they gave the same explanation. But the niece accepted the explanation, unlike Amy had. The knocking kept happening over the next couple of weeks, though. And after an incident in the bathroom, the niece became convinced there was something paranormal going on. She was in the shower when the curtain was suddenly jerked open. Forcibly pulled all the way to over, over. To the side, there was no one in the bathroom when she looked out and the door had been locked anyway. She came up with some excuse as to why it happened, pulled the curtain closed and continued her shower. Then it happened again and this time she completely freaked out and got out of there. I, I, yeah, that's freaky. That's ew. Their parents didn't really take them seriously, even though they admitted to strange things happening in the house themselves. Amy and Denise became very curious about whether or not their house was haunted. So one Friday night, when their parents were gone to some event, we had the not-so-brilliant idea to use a Ouija board. Oh, oh, that's what we were... Like, I totally lost. They're about to use a Ouija board. Cool. Denise's boyfriend, Sam... Oh, no. See, now you're gonna die. You got a boyfriend in the mix. Okay. Denise's boyfriend, Sam, got one from his neighbor. Oh, it was like in a drug dealer. Yo, can you score me a Ouija board? Denise's boyfriend, Sam, got one from his neighbor. And at about 10 p.m., we set up a table in Amy's room and laid everything out. Yes, the three of them weren't really serious about it. They didn't actually think it would work and considered it more as just something fun to do then to prove their house was haunted. I, on the other hand, felt really uneasy about it and believed Ouija boards were not something to play around with. But I was curious too, and they kept insisting I join, assuring me that the board was just a harmless kid's game. We set the Ouija board mood, as Denise put it, and lit a candle and turned off the lights. We got around the table, put our hands in the planchette, and asked the first question. Are there any spirits here with us? We waited, completely silent for about five minutes without any movement at all. Denise asked the question again. 
Are there any spirits here with us? And there was still no movement. We kept waiting. And I remember Sam making a joke. Are there any spirits here with us? And we were all giggling. When the candle went out. <sighs> Shit. It was unsettling to suddenly be in complete darkness. And because there was nothing that could have caused it to go out, I crapped myself. And because my bowels released, I also peed everywhere. And then the smell was so terrible that I puked all over whoever. I don't know who it was because it was really dark. But it was a lot of puke. Like, like really, like I don't even, I've never puked that much before. It was just a, a terrible amount of puke and piss and shit just simultaneously coming out of my mouth and nose and ears. Why was it coming out of my ears? It was really fucking crazy. It was unsettlingly unsettling to suddenly be in complete darkness because there was nothing that could have caused it to go out. Nothing we could think of anyway. It was sitting on Amy's nightstand nowhere near the closed window and there wasn't any air coming out of the vent across the room but candles go out and we just relit it and acted like nobody got pissed or shit or vomited on we got settled at the table and put our hands in position this time Amy asked the questions is there a spirit here let us know who's been vomiting all over us who's been knocking on our walls this time the planchette almost immediately started moving. Of course we all questioned each other but we all swore we weren't moving a muscle. I know I definitely wasn't and uh, I had no reason to believe the others were either and how skeptical and serious they all were. It moved to the first letter H and then to the letter I and then stopped. Hi! It was a response that made sense, but it didn't necessarily mean anything. And it could have been one of us had moved it. Amy continued on. Um, hi to you too. Are you a spirit? Do you have you been knocking on our walls? After about thirty seconds, it started slowly moving. Again, we questioned each other, and again, we swore we weren't doing it this time. It spelled S H O W R. One, five. Uh, okay. We didn't know what the heck that was supposed to mean. We discussed the politics, possibilities, but couldn't come up with it, uh, come up with anything that made sense. We noticed Anissa got in quiet and was just staring wide-eyed at, down at the board. She reminded us in a frightened voice about her experience in the shower and told us to look at her shirt. It was a fake jersey with a number 15 on it, which of course we had seen before but didn't connect it with what it said on the board. And then S-H-O-W-R could have meant shower. Had we actually contacted a spirit and it was telling us what the one who opened the shower curtain on Denise, and it was telling us it was, oh, oh, it's, they're talking to the perv, okay. Denise, the most skeptical of us all, didn't say anything. 
more and just sat very still with her hand on the planchette. I was getting pretty terrified too, but I think we were all a bit mesmerized by what was happening. Amy again asked the questions. Were you in the bathroom, Denise? Is that what you were saying? Can you tell us who you are? Give us a name. Again, it moved slowly. S. C. Okay. This made us even more creeped out, and we asked for a name again. M I C E L. Well, that's different. We thought it maybe it was supposed to be Michael. Is your name Michael? Amy asked. Okay, Michael. Why have you been scaring us? Why knock on the walls? This was the first of two horrible things that happened that night. The planchette started moving incredibly fast. Denise actually couldn't keep her hands on it, and it was too fast to see all the letters being spelled out, and the table started shaking violently. It was like it was being picked up and slammed back down repeatedly, and we had all been kneeling around it with our hands on the planchette, so there was no way any of us could have been moving it. After we realized this, we bolted to the door, ran down the stairs, and ended up on the front porch shaking, confused as to what had just happened. We tried to make sense of it and tried to come up with something that would logically explain things, but we couldn't. We really made contact with the spirit, and it wasn't a very nice one. Meh. Oh, it was a nice spirit. No, it's kind of sad, actually. Yeah, it's like the end of Prometheus. There was no way we were going back in the house. Sam waited with us on the porch until Amy and Denise's parents called and told us they were on their way to their home, and then we left. When the parents got home and found us on the porch, we told them everything. <laughs> and we were so upset that they believed that we legitimately got terrified, but they tried to convince us we had subconsciously moved the planchette and that it was most likely Sam who was shaking the table. They weren't there. They didn't experience it, or they would have known that none of us was responsible for it. You weren't there. Don't know. Don't show. Don't give a fuck about what go on in the ghetto. We followed them inside, well aware that this Ouija board was still in Amy's room, straight chilling like a hundred-year-old piece of wood. We made them turn all the lights on, and when we got into Amy's room, they had to go in first. The table was on its side, the board behind it, and the candle blown out. We didn't remember any of it happening, but it was possible one of us had knocked the table over when we ran out. It didn't make sense how the board got behind the table, though. The parents just kind of laughed it off and told us it was our own fault that we were so scared because we had the dumb idea to use a Ouija board. They were right. It was really dumb, but they just didn't understand what had actually happened. There was no way we were keeping that thing in the house, and we took it outside and threw it away in the neighbor's trash can. We didn't care that it belonged to Sam's neighbor. He could explain to them what happened. Denise got grounded for having a guy in the house while her parents weren't home, so she wasn't going to see him for a while anyway. We decided to pile up in Denise's room for the night, and we had all calmed down a good bit. Maybe it was knowing that their parents were home, or just maybe they were right. We had caused everything to happen to ourselves. We were able to eventually fall asleep with the light on. The second horrible thing to happen that night happened 
got up to pee. It had to have been really late or really early depending on how you look at it. I lay there for the longest time trying to ignore it go back to sleep because I didn't want to go back into the bathroom after all that happened. I considered waking up Amy or Denise but I knew I was being ridiculous. It would only take a minute. I got up thankful that the light was on in the room and went in out into the hallway. I turned the hall light on before making my way to the bathroom and when I got into it I reached my hand in first to turn the, to turn the light on before going in. I was so freaked out that I kept the door halfway open. The door must have closed while I was washing my hands because I didn't hear it. I just knew that I hadn't closed it. It was such a heavy door that it didn't seem like it could have closed on its own, but I thought maybe the hinges were messed up or something. I would have told myself anything at that point to take my to make myself feel better because when I saw that it was closed, I, I, I was terrified and I had to get out of there. I, I turned the knob and it didn't move. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, this is not a good situation. This is not going to turn out good. Okay, we're going to keep going though. We're committed. To this one, not the other one. The other one fucking sucks. <laughs> like I need this. Alright. I love you, creepy pasta. I turned the knob, but it didn't move. I tried to stay calm, telling myself it was an old door and they get stuck sometimes, but I kept turning and pushing and pulling the knob. Wouldn't even move like it was locked. It couldn't have been locked, yo, because I hadn't even closed the door when I came in and I could see the lock on the knob and I could tell it wasn't locked, yo. There was no lock on the other side either, though. It was like someone was holding on to the knob so I couldn't turn it, yo. I kept trying to open the door, yo, getting more desperate and frantic with each passing second. Then there was a knock behind me. It wasn't loud, but I definitely heard it, and it began. I began pushing at the door even harder, not caring if I broke the damn thing. Fuck that. Fuck your door. Fuck. Then there was some more knocks going on around the bathroom, and the shower curtains started rattling, and I knew there was something in the bathroom with me. I could even feel that there was a presence, and to this day, I can remember exactly what it felt like. It was like the air had gotten really thick and darker. I completely lost it. I threw my body against the door over and over again, kicking it, beating it with all my strength. Yeah, fuck that door. While crying hysterically and screaming at the top of my lungs. It couldn't have been more than a couple of minutes, but it felt like an eternity before I had woken up everybody in the house and they came to my rescue. The dad, T-H-E space D-A-D, opened the door. He just turned the knob and pulled, and it easily opened. Well, ain't that a female canine? I came sprawling out of the floor and was too upset and weak to move. My knuckles were bloody and bruises were forming on my arms. Amy and Denise stood back in horror as their mom hugged me against her and rocked me back and forth, trying to calm me down. When I got a bit calmer, they took me downstairs and told them what had happened. And I told them what had happened. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> they had never had a problem with the door before. As sympathetic as they were, I think they believed that I had accidentally locked the door on myself and gave myself a panic attack since I had gotten so frightened earlier that night. 
If that was the case, then why was the dad able to open the door so easily? Perf, perf, perf. And I distinctly remember leaving the door open and seeing that it wasn't locked after it had closed. I heard all the knocks and I saw the shower curtain moving. Amy and Denise completely believed me and they insisted that their parents do something. They promised that they would look into getting the house blessed the next day and drove me home. Oh, that's nice. They did get the house blessed a few days later or something similar to it. They had a priest talk a loogie at it. <laughs> it was a while before I went back over to the house and it was only after they all assured me that nothing had happened since that night. I only spent the night one other time, but that was mostly due to the fact that I grew apart from Amy and Denise as we got older, especially when I switched to another school. We were still friends, but we had outgrown the sleepovers. I still see them and Sam. Sometimes we talk on Facebook frequently. <laughs> Sometimes we talk on Facebook frequently. We all have nightmares about that night. Sometimes we are all very anti-Ouija boards. Their parents still live in that house and Amy has told me that strange things still happen there. But her parents still believe that if it's a spirit, it's a benevolent one. After my experience, I disagree. I don't think it's kind is a kind spirit. That was Ouija on the Creepy Podcast, and oh, thank God I got through that shit. Uh, hey, for some weird reason you fucking love hip-hop, you should go over to my band camp. www.dj4, as in the number, 4am.bandcamp.com. You can get the new Jason Nevermind. Mixtape, because I'm a 41-year-old man, so of course I'm making a fucking hip-hop mixtape. Go buy my shit. I work for minimum wage. I love you. Yo, thanks for listening to the Creepy Podcast. This is Jason Nevermind, signing off, wishing you a happy horror-weeny. You beautiful mother truckers, you. I'd pinch all your cheeks. I'd pinch you all. The, I'd pinch the fuck out of your cheeks. You, you freaking cheeks, you. Give me your cheeks. I want your cheeks. Uh, good night.